0: You ready to have a good-ass show i'm so ready for a good-ass show cool.
1: all right and
0: here we are we're back again it's another edition it's another episode and the sirens are screaming and the fires are howling way down in the valley tonight there's a man in the shadows with a gun in his eye and a blade shining oh so bright There's evil in the air, there's thunder in the sky, and the killers on the bloodshot streets. Mm -hmm. And down in the tunnel where the deadly are rising, I swear I saw a young boy down in the gutter. He was starting to foam in the heat. It was that guy right there.
1: He's, of course, referring to me, Alex. And uh, again, I come unprepared because uh, I don't think about these things. So, I mean, I I just have to do it alongside that guy right over there.
0: Jake, I think about them all day. But...
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah,
0: so here we are. We it's we're we're gonna do a full episode this time. Last time, uh, got a little too hot in the the Red Arrow North studios, and I was just I was sweating too much. I was like, you know what? That that was a good show. That's enough right there. So would we, you,
1: we. I mean, when you bring the heat. Stuff gets hot.
0: It gets hot. We brought the heat, and so, but we've got a full show for you coming up. Alex, hit him with the information. Let him know where to find us on the internet to further engage with us, because we are putting stuff out on different places, and you know it's not always the same. We don't unify our message for a reason.
1: That's true. We don't unify the message for a reason. Usually, that's due to lack of communication between you and I, so Generally. we're both saying stuff. Uh, I think it's to the benefit so far, but... If it, I mean I mean the places where you can find us are always changing and that we're adding to it constantly right where it, it used to just be Instagram and Facebook and and then it was and there was Instagram, Facebook and Podbean. Well now it's everywhere podcasts are available. Ooh. Red Arrow Productions, my show with Alex and Jake look it up. all of the social all of those social medias medias were there. Facebook, Twitter, uh, uh, Instagram, patreon. All of it, Red Arrow Productions or Red Arrow P over there Twitter. You're, you're the special one, Twitter. You're the special one. Uh, we got Red Arrow Deep South down here, our agent of chaos, killing it. Impactful panels bringing you the, the, the panels from comics that impacted us in some way. And hopefully they impact you too.
0: Yeah, so if you are listening to us on iTunes, give us that five star review. Let us know what you like about the show. And again, be on the lookout for Ruthless Aggression podcast. We just finished recording last week. Uh, there is a show coming out ahead of this one, but uh, pretty much pretty much ran the ship there with with my buddy Levi, and we talked about What's some up? old school wrestling. So shout out at Levi has arrived and at Ruthless Pod on Twitter. So get at them, show them some love from uh, from the Red Arrow Network. So, mm-hmm. but, but mm-hmm. here we are. It's it's time. It's time for the show. Let's 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 jump into it. It's a new segment. Yes, uh, bringing it to you live. Um, mm-hmm. h- here it is. We, we it, like hit the music. Boo or goo coming up soon. You don't know what to do.
1: It's boo or goo. Boo or goo. A segment in which we talk about things in life that that might be hype. You know what I mean? It, it, they're a little hype based, and and we decide together well individually but at the same time whether this hype makes us boo or goo
0: <laughs> there you go welcome to boo or goo so alex <laughs> for the first one what do we have what's on what's on tap
1: so we're 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 uh a, 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 probably a week and a half two weeks late on this one but we had some other stuff to talk about on the show so we're getting around to it um on on august was it August? No, maybe it's only about a week. I think it's, it was about it, August. Yeah,
0: you sent it to me before the show last week, so it's been a week.
1: One week. We're one week late. On August 8th, uh, Nintendo put out their Smash Ultimate. They called it the Smash Direct. It was. It's about a 25-minute video outlining a bunch of new stuff that they're adding to the new Super Smash Brothers Ultimate that comes out this December for the Nintendo Switch. And... Uh, I watched it. You, at the time, hadn't had a chance to watch it. You have now. I have. And so what we're going to do is discuss the details of this 25-ish minute long video, what what captured our imaginations, what got us excited.
0: Captured what, what, our what, imaginations. What we're not
1: looking forward to and dis- and decide here and now for the world to know whether we are booing or gooing.
0: There we go. So uh, first of all, I just need to know when it said Smash <laughs> X Castlevania. I was I was confused through that entire part. Like, is it a Castlevania game, or is it like Castlevania levels in the middle of a Smash game?
1: Well, it's 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 the second one. They they're not putting Castlevania levels in a Smash game, but that's just like where you fight. It's like a normal fighting place. It's just it's Dracula's castle, though. So
0: they so they just instead of they didn't do that. Oh, that's so weird. The because the way they said <laughs> the way they said Smash X Castlevania, I was like, is is that like a different game?
1: No, I think I think what they were trying. My guess is, and I could be way off. You know, you know, uh, uh, forgive me on Nintendo if I'm wrong, but I think Smash X Castlevania was meant to kind of visually signify like. Like like Smash meets Castlevania. They're, they're bringing them together for the first time. And because it's a Smash game, we were all, so, you know, you're supposed to be led to believe that it's within the confines of a Smash medium, right? So because they added Simon Belmont and, was it Rickard Belmont, they're now going to have Castlevania-themed items, assist trophies, levels, music. All of that for the first time in Smash. Um, I, I mean, I thought it was cool. I remember playing Castlevania two Simon's Quest on the original Nintendo. I had the, the actual cartridge back in the day. The game was way <laughs> the too hard for me school. to play. Way too hard for me to play at, at the age at which I was playing it. But I did all the time. Um, and now now they're bringing it into the, the, the foray of, of, of Smash.
0: All right. Well, I, yeah. Hmm
1: he says keep keep
0: going keep going
1: so i mean okay so what i mean i'm gonna get i'm gonna get probably unnecessarily in depth here because that's probably
0: probably extremely unnecessarily in depth (laughs) because i i I mean i can already tell i i I can already tell what the outcomes are going to be right now (laughs) so fair enough let's let's have a brief recap of what you're excited about and i'll talk about what i'm not excited about and we'll render our verdicts
1: fair enough what i'm excited about is the fact that there are so many characters, right? I I understand that like it's impossible to balance whatever it is a 74 characters. Like there's going to be ones that just blatantly are trash and and a, 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 a like some god tier of five or six characters that just dominate everybody. And I, like I understand fighting that. games. But I don't I don't play Smash for like for a profession. I don't care about that breakdown. Like I'm excited To play these characters and when they suck I won't do it again but if they're fun I'll keep going so I'm super excited about the 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 character number like I think it's 74 and then the stages where they've got I think it's 83 stages for us to play like
0: the funniest part about the presentation of this video is how like the like it was clear that they created this video for like an E3 sort of situation not a guy sitting on his couch Because they were like, this is how many levels we... Or songs. They did songs. It's like, how many songs songs are on this one? It's like 500. And then the number keeps going up. And it's like, oh, oh. I was just like, guys, that would have worked better in front of a room full of people. Not just one guy who's already dismissing this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because I thought... Man, this would work full of would work a lot better in front of a room full of people, and not one guy who's thinking this is totally awesome. <laughs> I can't say that I felt I felt that the music portion of the video was definitely like like I just don't I don't care about the music in Smash. Like I, I've never noticed it before. I won't, you know what I mean. Like I notice it when it's like uh, the Zelda theme and the Mario theme because I can't ignore do 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 right. I just hear that and I'm like, oh yeah, sweet Mario's playing cool, and I move on and I'm back to punching dudes in the face and trying to meteor them off the screen. Yeah, it's basically like
0: I can only identify Guile's theme in Street Fighter Two.
1: Right. I just don't care about the like. Never once have I like been like, oh my god. I can't wait for this game to come out this weekend because the soundtrack is going to be so awesome. So here's the
0: funniest part about this to me is the, the the voiceover is like, not only is are all these songs going to be on the game, but if you plug your headphones into it, you could use your Switch like an MP3 player. I was like, wait, what? so now I have a giant oversized MP3 player to go along with? This giant oversized phone, which is also an MP3 player. There's too yes. many steps here,
1: Nintendo. It's too too many steps, Nintendo. Yeah, the music I definitely didn't care about. I was stoked when they they announced all of the stages. That all of the old ones are coming back. A bunch of the new ones. They've got each stage is actually two stages because they've got the camera. What they called it? Something in like the Omega version where one has crazy stuff and the other. The other version is a is a much more straightforward approach, like less like on screen chaos. Uh, uh, chaos and things like that. That that was super cool. I like that they they've now identified characters as what they're calling now Echo Fighters, where it's like we all knew that's like you know uh, Captain Falcon and Ganondorf were secretly the fast and strong versions of each, each other respectively, but. Now they're now they're like fessing up to it and they're just like, yeah, these guys are the same.
0: So, speaking on the Echo Fighters, like I I need to know, is Dark Samus is that a thing already or are they just basically going the evil Ryu route on that?
1: No, like Dark Dark Samus has existed in several Metroid games. Several might be an exaggeration because there hasn't actually been that very very many, but it, it, a few Metroid games have featured a dark version of Samus already. Like some sort of parasite, some sort of something that like Samus has fought herself. Okay. See, when,
0: when that, like that reveal completely lost on me, I I was like, uh, and cause initially I was like, that's, that was my exact reaction. Like, is this some sort of evil Ryu thing or is this supposed to be from the Metroid world? It's
1: definitely from the Metroid verse for sure. Like, the, the character model they use for Dark Samus, I don't think has ever been used before. Like Naturally. They, I they, mean, everyone, gets, everyone gets a touch up. up. Yeah. Right. But she, Dark Samus has definitely been a thing. And I can think of two Metroid games. Metroid Prime 2 Echoes had a Dark Samus. And Metroid Prime Fusion had a Dark Samus of sorts. And so, and I think there's one or two other instances of it happening. So that's a real thing.
0: All right. Well, I have just never heard of it. So that's fair.
1: That's fair. (laughs) So Um, the big, at the end of the video, we got to talk about the end of the video. All right. Real quick before we give our things. When they announced that King K. Rule was coming to the game, one, they did it in a hilarious fashion. Like, I actually laughed with. Diddy Kong and Donkey Kong all hanging out, and then it looks like it's King Day 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 doing doing some goofy stuff, and then it still is King K. Rule showing up out of nowhere. I was like, "That's hilarious, King K. Rule! Hell yeah, why not?"
0: Well, that I mean, that goes with the classic. It's a classic comedy formula, and it's one of my favorites. It's the make them wait one beat longer than they think they have to. Yes. It's you know, you go to the well one too many times, and then you go one more time. Yes. <laughs> The the it's it's a classic one of my favorite episodes of South Park. It's uh they they do the the remake of the first one essentially, and Kyle has to stick his finger in Cartman's butt, and every time he does it, Cartman farts, and it's like okay okay I'm done. It's like it's not funny anymore. And Chef's like it wasn't funny ten minutes ago, Eric, and then he does it again. He's like okay now it's funny again. Yeah. <laughs> It was just okay, the classic. Ten. Everything, everything, always comes full circle. It's always funny again. <laughs> Dude,
1: that's yeah. So I lost my mind and was very excited about King K. Rule for sure.
0: So, so yeah, that uh, that those are those are some good things to be positive about and be happy about. And I'm I'm very happy for you. Um, <laughs> me, on the other hand, I I don't own a Switch. I I don't I don't plan on owning a Switch. Okay. I, I don't foresee it being in my budget anytime soon or, or even saving up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, for that simple fact alone, I mean, the fact that I'm going to play this game two to maybe five times in the course of my life. Mm-hmm. like I, I just I couldn't get hype watching the video, especially because I haven't played a lot of this. Like, I haven't really played Smash since the GameCube. So for me, it's, it's just, I'm just like, okay, like it's another game in a series that I know is very popular and that a lot of people like, and a lot of people are excited about, but personally, it doesn't ring my bell because I'm not in the demographic.
1: So this video definitely made you goo for sure. <laughs> the,
0: yeah. Yeah. If that's your takeaway. Yeah. Excellent. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I just, I'm just, I'm just not the target. I mean, maybe if I did own a switch, maybe I would be more excited for this, but I'm just not right now because I and here's here's the other problem. When I do finally play this game, it's going to be my first time playing it and whoever I play, likely you, will have been will have been playing it four months. And so I have no excitement for this game whatsoever because I'm never going to have fun playing it.
1: That's that is all fair. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you're giving it a a, a, a grounded and very logical boo
0: yes boo from me
1: it's not an emotional response you're not mad about it no you you've just looked at it logically and realized this isn't a situation that you're going to benefit from so by default boo
0: yeah exactly that was kind of where i started even on this i was like okay because i do i did enjoy playing the games like every time i've played the smashes of the past it's like yeah this is fun but like even going back and playing like brawl and playing against someone like, like you or someone like, like Adam, it's like mm-hmm. I am in a completely different class. I am so far below you guys because you've played it and I simply have right. not. And that's, that's... and it's going to be the same. It's going to be the same result. So boo,
1: boo. Where I, being the one who does own a Switch, who's already pre-ordered the game and my GameCube controller adapter, so I can continue to play with the GameCube controllers uh, of the past and and all of that, um, I. I, I gooed so hard.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Like, it was just such... It was a hard... Like, that intro video was was incredibly well done, and I was like... I agree.
0: I agree I with like, that.
1: I was like, oh, man. I was like, they're so... They're, like, in my head... Now, I can't tell you what characters I thought they were going to introduce. Like, when Lu- Luigi dies and turns into the ghost and all that stuff. Like, I was like, who... Could they possibly, like, my head... That was confusing
0: moment. to me, too. I was like, so wait, why is it Luigi's Mansion? And now why is it Castlevania? And now right. why is it... I was so confused, because, yeah, I, did, I had no idea what was going on.
1: In, in the moment, though, I remember thinking of all the different, like, Nintendo characters they could be introducing. And then when they were like, no, boom, Simon Belmont, like, Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. I was like, what?! No. And now now it's it's so it's so obviously, Simon, that like I was like, oh, well, why didn't I just know that? I'm stupid. The probably (laughs)
0: the the funniest part to me is they were they were showing the assist trophies and the assist trophies, you pick them up and they do different things. There's sometimes they're a gun, sometimes they're a hammer, sometimes they're an effect, whatever. Uh, And one of them was just Moon. It is just the moon, cra- like the moon from uh, from uh, Ocarina of Time, but it's just called Moon, and it just comes in and ruins everything. And that made me laugh really, really hard.
1: <laughs> that made me laugh really hard. Some <laughs> angry moon, some angry face on the moon is just smash dead. Everyone's dead. <laughs> awesome. So that's <laughs> uh, that's Boo or Goo, Everybody,
0: uh, if if you're hi- if you're hype about something let us know, like send it to us on, on one of our our various social medias Mm -hmm. and and we'll tell you whether or not we booed or good. So uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a regular infrequent segment.
1: Nice. Yeah. I like that. That's a, that's a good way of phrasing it.
0: Yeah. Like, like, uh, like ask Alex or ask Jake regular and infrequent, but
1: (laughs) that's true. Don't be surprised if it shows up again. But also, don't hold your breath.
0: It's like the Jake Tabor show. I did it once. There's going to be an episode, 2 I'm just not sure when.
1: Yeah, anytime, Any, eventually.
0: I'm probably doing one right now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to move, I want to move from, uh, from our, our opening segment there and, and talk mm-hmm. about something that, that kind of popped up today uh, just in my, in my brain as I was thinking about music. Someone mentioned the song, I'm a Believer
1: i'm a believer
0: then i saw her face now i'm I'm a believer believer. now i'm a
1: believer couldn't leave her if i tried karaoke by alex
0: um and so it got me oh it's fine sing all you want it's not now (laughs) um it got me thinking about cover songs and because immediately as soon as i heard that i just went i believe i believe i believe i'm like oh i hate smash mouth so much
1: did Smash Mouth cover that song? Yes, for Shrek. Oh, they did do it for Shrek.
0: Oh, oh. Just immediately, I was like, "Oh, I oh. hate Smash Mouth so much."
1: Oh, that was painful to remember. Thank you for bringing that back into my life. They
0: did other covers too. Like
1: they, <laughs> they have it, it to the best of my knowledge. Smash Mouth has like. Five or six like hit singles at this point in their existence, which is hopefully over now. But only one of them was an original song, which was All Star.
0: Right. Well, they had one that came out in like 97 before the dude like put his hair back in spikes and joined the the Guy Fieri patrol. Uh, Like they had one called Walking on the Sun. That was that was pretty good. Like I actually didn't mind that song. And then they just went, you know, they they lost the plot immediately.
1: They lost Jump the Shark. Jump the Shark. Hopped, hopped the shark so so you you are you it got you thinking about cover songs right like do you have a, a favorite cover song a go-to? Uh,
0: you know it, it's it's interesting that you would ask that Alex because I do no. <laughs> what a, what <laughs> it's a great like question a <laughs> uh, I do I have a, a several songs that, that I like that are covers but I, I kind of want to talk about some that are covers and I like the originals better.
1: Okay. Okay. So I can. I, I want to start there. I want to beat you to this one in case it's on your list. So I'm okay. gonna, I'm gonna interrupt and tell you the one that might annoy me the most.
0: That you like it?
1: No. That I like the original more than the cover. Okay. Okay. And the original was by the Beatles, a band I know you do not like yourself. Not. 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 That's you're not, not sold. fair.
0: That's not fair. You I'm not a fan of the Beatles.
1: That's fair. Okay. Not a fan, right? It's the song is, if I remember correctly, it's titled Come Together. Yes. And Aerosmith, much, much oh. later, covered it as well. And they did what I consider a shit show of a job.
0: <laughs> I I also I don't I prefer the original on that one too. Uh yeah, that is definitely one. Um Mad World is one I definitely prefer the original tears for fears version not the donnie darko version you don't like the? was it gary Jules? some some somebody yeah it's just the mad world that that version is so melancholy and um oh, what's the word it, it's melodramatic and it's i
1: world.
0: yeah it's it's so melodramatic and it's like when tears for fears performed it like they they still have all the same emotion, but the song seems more about like it's a mad world, not I'm so depressed. It's a mad world. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, you're like I feel. I feel now that you now that you have have forced me to analyze it more than I ever have before. I feel like the Tears for Fears version is more like the like Alice in Wonderland kind of mad world, where like yeah, the Gary Jules version is like. Oh, I'm so, I'm so, like depressed and beaten down by this mad world. Like I don't care.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, <sighs> Tears for Fears are British, right? I don't know. I, I'm going see a fact checker. Damn it! I'm gonna look this up. Well, because I, I, have a theory that if they're from England, it's gonna. I'm gonna follow up on this.
1: If they're if they're English, I have a point. If they're not, we'll move on. By the way, <laughs> Roland
0: Orzabal from Tears for Fears released a, an album called Tomcat Screaming Outside um, on September 11th, 2001, which is one of the greatest albums I've ever heard in my life. With the most unfortunate release date in history, go check that out. Tomcat Screaming Outside. If you like Tears for Fears, I'm plugging it.
1: Plugging hard.
0: They are from England. Ha ha. Theory time. <laughs> theory- Theory time is the name of this episode. Uh ha, no, haha, theory time.
1: Ha-ha <laughs> theory time.
0: So, mad, I mean it means something completely different. It's, it's an insane world. It's crazy out there. But to to americanize it, it's yeah, it, it's just a it's a different tenor. The way they the, the way they perform it is different.
1: Now, see, now what we have to do, and I'll do it on my end because, you know, I can. Uh what we have to figure out is if I think it was Gary. Yeah, Gary Jules is. Hold on.
0: Come on, be American.
1: He was born South in
0: South Carolina. Come on.
1: Fresno, California. Same
0: thing. I've heard it both oh, ways.
1: Super, definitely super different, but you're absolutely <laughs> right. Like that would play into your theory at least that yes, the 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 British have always viewed mad as more insanity and 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 chaos hecticness and we would view we could just as easily view mad as as depressed as we could like it, it's not always rage and anger sometimes when you get mad you just get depressed you You're just mad you feel down you, you shut you shut it all off so that to to the sake for the sake of your theory that all that lines up there we go so
0: uh, let's see another uh, another one, and this one I'm I'm actually unpopular with. This one I I go I'm going against the grain
1: against the grain.
0: Yes, um, I prefer Bob Dylan's version of All Along the Watchtower to Jimi Hendrix's.
1: I'm going to a hundred percent be honest because I feel like our show is best with a hundred percent honesty. Uh, I, having grown up the way I did, and all of that. I honestly heard the Jimi Hendrix version of "All Along the Watchtower" before Bob Dylan, and I. There was a period of time where I thought Bob Dylan decided to do a cover of a Jimi Hendrix song.
0: It's, that's that's interesting. See, I I've, I've of course heard the Jimi Hendrix version first as well because it was you know naturally it is it's, more it's more popular. But you know then then I or then I sought out the original version, and I was like, wow. I really like the way he performed it, and I think, and I think the the harmonica lends itself to that song better than the electric guitar. That's my personal opinion. That's my taste. Y'all can fire it off in the comments. But that's,
1: that's fair. Do do at Jake. Do at, at him. At
0: me on this one. Like at I want to. I want to talk them. to somebody about music right now. Like, like, come on. So
1: here I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shift ever so slightly into the gray area of cover songs that i both like the original and the cover of Okay which is essentially any cover that the band Disturbed has done uh, Like okay. i'm a huge fan of Shout by Tears for Fears and Shout 2000 by Disturbed I'm a huge fan of Land of Confusion by Phil Collins and a huge fan of Disturbed's Land of Confusion Like they they do they did what is it i think they also did the um,
0: Where the Streets the, Have No was, Name
1: no, no no the the, the the sounds of silence.
0: yeah, they did that one.
1: They did that one. I like both versions of that song too.
0: See I, I haven't listened to the disturbed version of that song out of spite because every time I mention that I like that song, people ask me if I've heard the disturbed version and I like saying no.
1: that's that's fair. I, I would I would uh, implore you to listen to the song and then just lie to people) <laughs> <laughs> line because I mean there's there's you know it goes both ways I'm sure I'm sure we'll pivot to cover versions we like more than the original also but the the like I felt that disturbed did a great job of of portraying their own maintaining their own style while while completing the cover of the songs they chose where where they and it didn't I don't think it attracted from the original version at all because they didn't they weren't trying to i didn't it felt like they weren't trying hard if that makes sense right it was like this is exactly what the song would would sound like if disturbed wrote it first and i was uh, like i respect that
0: yeah i i have i mean i do respect bands that that decide to go and, and do their own thing like do somebody else's song another another uh, example of this do you remember the bands Evans Blue that came out in like two thousand five and we're here for a hiccup?
1: I'm very aware of Evans Blue, yes.
0: Yeah, okay, so they did a cover of Sarah McLaughlin's Possession. And that is a song that I really, really liked by Sarah McLaughlin and really liked by Evans Blue. So that's another one, if we're chalking hmm. up, like the uh the origin the OG and the the new version. Gotcha. Yeah, I'd go possession. That would be my my choice.
1: Possession? That's that is a song that I have never heard by either one of those artists. Really?
0: Yeah, that's yeah, I, it's once. it's the one where it's like, "Listen as the wind blows across the Great Divide." Uh, I don't know. It's I'm not going to try to sing like Sarah McLaughlin because I'm not Canadian. So,
1: what? yeah how how about that, eh?
0: Oh, oh, very very nice. Uh, not, <laughs> so I I was I was trying to I was stalling for time. I was filibustering when you asked me what my favorite cover of all time was. I don't know if you could tell,
1: but the. I have I I I wasn't gonna call you out on it, but we've worked together long enough. I I could recognize a Jake Jake Buster.
0: <laughs> that was a sidestep. I actually want to talk about this over here. Yes. <laughs> uh, my favorite though, it actually comes down to almost an entire album. Um and it, it's more than just one song. It is Johnny Cash for When the Man Comes Around. Mm-hmm. And in this, in this album, I'm just going to read the track list. Um, Hurt by Nine Inch Nails. Performed, and all these songs okay. are performed by Johnny Cash. Uh, Bridge Over Troubled Water by Paul Simon. Okay. I Hung My Head by Sting. Okay. Uh, Personal Jesus by Depeche Mode.
1: Depeche Mode?
0: Yes. Uh, Desperado with Don Henley by The Eagles. Uh, I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry by Hank Williams. Nerd. Streets of Laredo, uh, just an old classic song. Big Iron by by one of my personal favorites, uh, Marty Robbins. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, that's the ones i am Oh, there's another reissue with like, there's 40 tracks, but like there's a, not
1: those, but okay.
0: A significant amount of those songs were, were covers and they were done by Johnny Cash. And I, I, and to me, that was one of the, the quintessential best cover albums of
1: all time. I, I, that's, that's a, like, that's a, that's a heavy hitter to bring bring to the table.
0: In fact, I'm downloading um, it right now as we speak.
1: I can tell you that. So honestly, what my favorite cover song of all time is a song that I don't think is better than the original at all. It's not close. It's not, a, it shouldn't be held in the same category or regard as the original, N- nothing like that. And I mean, no, no uh, disparaging sentiment or, or anything to the original, but my favorite cover song of all time is smooth criminal by Alien Ant Farm. It's so, like it is so terribly good that I can't I can't hate it. I just can't hate it. Michael Jackson obviously did it better. The original is 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 like out of this world better than Alien Ant Farm for sure. But I like there's there's some nostalgia that goes into it. I remember yeah, being, when Alien yeah. Ant Farm burst on the scene with this. They're they're only Real song. I think they te- technically released another single at some point that nobody listened to because who cares? Right. Um, but, like, I remember that song took over middle school for like three months. Everybody was listening to it. We are all talking about it. It was great. Most kids didn't even know that Michael Jackson did it originally. So, like, all the dance moves in the Alien Ant form music video and the sidewalk lights up and all that stuff. Right. Nobody got the references at all. They, like, lean over. Real, real steep in the in the in the like the boxing ring that they're all performing in. Right. Nobody understood why it was hilarious. It's probably my favorite favorite cover. But song. that dude's
0: hair though—he had like the line cut down the middle of his skull. It was so bad.
1: Yeah, it was the Nohawk, dude.
0: The Nohawk. Wow. I don't know if that's what it's called,
1: but I just named I just it, named it. It, that. Is, it is now. That. It is now the Nohawk. <laughs> You got the Mohawk, you got the Fohawk, and you got the Nohawk.
0: That, that's tremendous. I like
1: that. <laughs> that is tremendous. So
0: how about some songs that you didn't know were covers?
1: Okay, I mean, if you have a – like, I don't know I've, that they're covers, so yeah. I wouldn't be able to tell you. But if you've looked up a list or have some ideas in your head, throw them at me and blow my mind. Uh,
0: American Woman by Lenny Kravitz.
1: I did know that was a yeah, cover. A, I a
0: lot of people that's do separate.
1: not. Right, Steppenwolf.
0: Um, No, the Guess Who.
1: The Guess Who. Dang it, you're right. It, you're right. Damn it, damn it. I got that wrong. You see, the Guess,
0: the Guess Who took me on a completely separate, a separate uh, rabbit trail that I'm gonna hold off on for a second because we're gonna get there. But uh, the Babe, I'm gonna leave you by Led Zeppelin.
1: Babe, I'm gonna. Is that that's a cover? That's Joan Baez. No way. Yeah, I had no idea. That makes. I mean, it. All right, I buy it. Like I believe you. I have no reason not to. But like, I had no idea that was a cover. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't lie to you. I mean. I mean, you. You I mean, would. I, I have but you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you would to say you would is a lie. Like, we're, we're,
0: yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. We don't want to. We don't need to get into that.
1: <laughs> semantic. Semantic.
0: Oh, I can't believe I forgot. Um, my one of my one of my favorite bands of all time, Fozzy. They their first album Happenstance was almost exclusively metal covers and like introduced me to bands like Iron Maiden and Judas Priest. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, the Fuzzy Happenstance album, it, it kicks ass. Like and like Jericho's young and he's he's hitting those notes and like I gotta give it credit where it's due. He he introduced me to an entire genre of music that I didn't know that I liked.
1: So this is what I will I will fess up to. Is here's here's a, here's two songs that I didn't know were covers at the time. I know now, right. so it, I don't know if it necessarily factors into this conversation that today.
0: That counts. That counts.
1: But um, any song performed by the Kinks not being performed by the Kinks, like I didn't know that when Van Halen did "You Really Got Me," now that that was a cover. I had no idea. R- right? right. Like the Kinks have a lot of really good songs that other people did more popularly.
0: I, I think I've told you, I, I, I bought like the Kinks out, one of their like greatest hits albums. And you're like, who are you listening to? I'm like, your favorite band that you didn't know you liked.
1: It's true. It was true. You, you definitely were the one that opened my eyes to the Kinks because I was like, huh?
0: Like, what is what?
1: this? Wow. They're good. <laughs> like, I don't know if I you guys know, know that.
0: They're <laughs> really good. They're like, Hey, have you also heard the cars? <laughs>
1: Yes, I've definitely heard the cars. I love
0: the cars. The cars are They're fantastic. They're great,
1: but yeah, I didn't know that. Like the, the the you've really got me now. I had no idea that that was a cover.
0: So, so we we've touched on it a little bit, mm-hmm. but what's the what are some of the worst covers you've ever heard?
1: Oh, uh, Smash Mouth anything?
0: Right, I, I've got them. I've got them <laughs> noted here
1: some bad covers i mean i'm gonna be honest i've i've
0: got one to knock it out of the park if you if if, like get on base i'll bring you in
1: (laughs) that's fair uh alien ant farm is like falls in the category of terrible covers i just happen to really like it fair it's not good but i like it
0: yeah i mean there there are things that we like that aren't good like that's fine
1: Back, back cover I don't know. I think like right now I'm drawing, I'm drawing a total blank. Like, I feel like my brain was like, no man, that was bad. Don't remember it. Like forget
0: all of those songs. They are bad. All right. Like, so he, drop your bomb. He didn't get on. It's fine. I'll, I'll solo shot this. Basically everything done by Limp Biscuit is the worst cover I've ever heard in my life.
1: Do they have, well, they, I guess their faith they was covered really bad. George,
0: yeah. George Michael's faith. That wasn't good. And then they covered the who's behind blue eyes, which is one of my favorite songs.
1: That's not, that one wasn't a good one either. Although, Uh, uh, now, I'm not saying that it's, I'm not saying it's good. I am saying it's better. They re redid George Michael's Faith and didn't scream. And it is a better version of a terrible cover.
0: Again, like, I don't know why Limp Biscuit had to pick two of my favorite songs to cover and do terrible jobs. But, like,. They did. They somehow reached into the musical lexicon, reached to one end of it, pulled out George Michael, reached to the other end, pulled out The Who, and like, hey, here are two unrelated bands. No one in the world likes them both. Boom, let's do covers. And I'm just sitting here like I am I am in the Venn. I am the guy in the Venn diagram in the middle. It's like people who like The Who, people <laughs> like this. Jake,
1: I take it all back. I take everything I've said today back. I've lied. I've lied to the entire community of our listener. Oh no. I I forgot that I actually have had a cover song that I do enjoy more and is in fact my favorite, topping, Alien Ant Farm. And um, the the song is, the boxer. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was originally performed by Simon and Garfunkel. And uh, Mumford and Sons did a cover of the boxer that is very well composed, um, both both in, in like the the keeping keeping their own Mumford and Sons style very much alive, whilst paying tribute to the original the way they should. And the first time I heard it, it it like it blew my mind. That. I think is the best cover for me. Um, back to your original point, yes, you're absolutely correct. Limp Bizkit bastardized those songs and has since ceased to exist as a band. I think that's why. I think they <laughs>
0: they made they me did they did
1: they did faith and the 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 community at large was like, "All right, we'll let you have that one." But don't screw up another great song. And they were like, don't worry, we won't. Because we did a really good job with Behind Blue Eyes. And, and we were all like, like Wait, you're not, you don't have movie? a band anymore. <laughs> you don't have a band anymore. We're going to take your band away. And we're taking your
0: DJ. You're nothing now.
1: Yeah. Nobody. You don't exist. Sorry,
0: Fred Durst. Sorry. Go wear your red cap someplace else. Yeah. Go pedal your wares someplace else. Mm-hmm. So... I speaking, speaking of, of, uh, Randall, I clerks is on Netflix. And so naturally I had to sit down and watch it and it's, oh, yeah. it's so funny. Like knowing, especially after having listened to Kevin Smith, talk about clerks, watching it with like a, a true critics. eye, like knowing that he like, there's no love lost with clerks and Kevin Smith is like, yeah, this is how I made my money, but it's bad. Like I went back and yes. watched it. It's bad.
1: It's not a good movie. No, it's
0: not. I love it. Again, we can love things that aren't good, but yeah, it, like, I watched it, and just some of the, it's the classic, he, he, Aaron sorkin it so hard. It's like, people don't talk this way. Like, they talk about these things, but this isn't the way people talk.
1: Right. There's no, like, yeah, like the, 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 the delivery of the banter is entirely too, too on point and quick. Yeah, like for it if, to be natural at all
0: like it would be it would be an amazing world if everyone were that clever i just don't right. believe that they are
1: <laughs> i'm not even supposed to be here
0: that's uh, that's one of my favorite things to say especially like at work when we have days where we have to work fridays normally we work 4 days and have 3 days off but yes. sometimes there's a holiday and we have to work friday if even the slightest thing goes askew if I have one too few apples in a box, if I have one too few lids, if anything, in any way, shape or form, if I spill my coffee, if I trip on my way to anything, <laughs> I'm like I'm not even supposed to be here today.
1: That's so like, I I remember like like watching clerks the very first time. I think it was with a friend of the show, Adam. I think he showed it to me. And I remember, like, not getting. I was young enough at the time where I didn't. I didn't know Kevin Smith. I wasn't familiar with his work. None of that. And
0: like, you definitely didn't get the jokes.
1: I didn't get the jokes. I didn't get the references. None of it. It. It, it was all lost on me. And then I later, you know, it, very recently, last couple of years, have have picked up on Kevin Smith's podcasts and his kind of whole place in the world. And I'm a huge fan now. And I've seen most of his films and all of his stuff, but I can tell you that like I can't imagine going back to nineteen ninety-two and then like seeing this film at at the was it Sundance. Right. And then as a critic thinking, Oh my god, this is exactly what independent film is meant to be. I'd be like, This this film fucking sucks. (laughs) It's not a thing. Like
0: Who made this and why?
1: 1992 had to be such a different world.
0: Oh, it absolutely was. I mean, like, we've, we've taken some time to look at the late '90s. I we like we weren't alive long enough in the early '90s to really understand it. Like the only like I have one lasting memory of the early '90s, and that's we had a calendar in a room that was two years old, and it said 1990. So like. That's, <laughs> Like I remember that there was a calendar, there was beautiful mountains on it and shit. But uh, you know, outside of that, I couldn't tell you anything about the early '90s. I, 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 yeah, I saw like the Blazers alumni team play at Marist High School in Eugene for some reason. Because in the early '90s, sports just happened, like in random places.
1: What just happened.
0: Like you listen to the radio, like, hey, this Friday the Portland Trailblazers are going to be playing the Dallas Cowboys in a game of pickup baseball. You're like, what?
1: Pick a baseball using hockey sticks. Yeah,
0: hockey sticks oh,
1: and cool.
0: kickball rules are enforced. Like, see if <laughs> Jerome Kersey can strike out two tall Jones. I'm like, he's not even playing. <laughs> he doesn't even go here.
1: <laughs> he's not even supposed to be here. <laughs> he's not even
0: supposed to be here today.
1: Oh. No, that's that's true. Like, I saw Clerks was on Netflix. I definitely watched it. I mean, I I I went out of my way to purchase it on Blu-ray. And I've watched it both the the director's cut, the theatrical release, several times. And I like it. I feel I feel the way that Kevin Smith talks about the movie Slacker, right? Where he saw Slacker for the first time and thought, "Well, if this counts as a movie, I can make a movie." Yeah. I watched Slacker, and I'm like, if this is a critically acclaimed movie, <laughs> I can make a fucking movie. Like people, people gooed over that. They did not boo. They gooed. They they gooed. They gooed over clerks. That gives, that should give anybody in the world the, the, like the inspiration and motivation to just finish writing whatever you're writing. Just finish it. Made Kevin Smith $10 million.
0: And if clerks go back, watch it objectively. If you think that's a good movie, I got some land to sell you.
1: Yeah. Like, (laughs) Oh man, I got you. Are you wearing white gloves? Because I got ketchup popsicles. Come on.
0: Whoo! Ketchup popsicles—they are hot.
1: They are hot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I just sold one. Like somebody's like, "Oh, I want a ketchup popsicle." What? Hold
1: so, on. Like, how do I keep? No, one that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Clerks, not good. Uh, no. Biscuit covers, not good. Not
0: good. Like, we we've talked about a lot of stuff that we just don't like here. At the end of this, no. <laughs> Talk, tell me something good. Tell me something you do like.
1: Something that I, I like this show.
0: Yeah, I, I also like this show.
1: I'm a big and, fan of this show. I don't and, for, for the listener to know, uh, we're fans of our show. We
0: are fans of our show. And we're fans <laughs> of you being fans of our show. And you guys could have been anywhere in the world. But you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Once again, make sure you're checking us out on all that social media. We harp on it, but there's a reason, because we're trying to build... Like I keep saying it, we're building something one break at a time. 86 followers on Instagram, next level's 100. At 100, we're going to do something weird. I don't know what it's going to be, but help us get there. So it'll it'll become more real as the time progresses. Alex, you got anything for these people before I hit them with the the go-home spot?
1: um no i'm just i just appreciate people following us and and like it it is building it's one brick at a time but we're doing it and it's we can't do it without them like i appreciate
0: it and we're we're having fun doing it so check us out again give us those five star reviews help this become as big as it can thank you so much so for this episode this edition of my show with alex and jake good night universe
1: podcast Bye. Uh-huh.